on a scale of one to ten with my fashion, how would you, only with fashion would you date me? I wouldn't date you for your clothes. <laughs> that would be a, that would be an issue. You give me like a good solid five point seven five out of ten. Oh, that's not bad. It's, that's She's being nice. That's failing. <laughs> that's failing. <laughs> Welcome to The Gaily Dose, the weekly podcast made for and by gay men and their allies. We're a podcast with a mission, elevated conversation with the hopes of building a deeper sense of community in the gay world. Child, it's time to come take your Gaily Dose. Welcome to The Gaily Dose. I'm Lucero Demogalski. I'm here with my friends. Dante Adonis Rhodes. Hello, dolls. How are y'all? <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's Bennett Schneider. And uh, be sure to join us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Gaily Dose Pod, and also on our website where you can find our daily post, our merch store, and all kinds of stuff about us at thegaylydose.com. Yes. And also, don't forget to look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's right. At The Gaily Dose. And give us a five-star review, even if you don't like us, because we're beautiful. <laughs> yes, because beautiful. you're unbiased. Um, today, dolls, we're giving you a dose of fashion. And we have with us a very good friend of Miss Dante, Mr. Tyler James. How are you, Tyler? Hello. I'm hey, doing girl. well. So, so glad I'm here. We are glad to have you. <laughs> we got a niece in the building, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we we you know we always start with our little handshake at the Gaily Dose. Want to get a little bit uh, to know you, and for our, our audience, our dolls, to get to know who you are. So, tell us a little bit about your coming out. Um, okay, so I grew up um, in Georgia, uh, 45 minutes north of Atlanta. Um, not really a small town. It's Gwinnett County, so it's more more like the suburbs. Um, and I vividly remember, like, the day that I came out, um, I didn't actually, like, come out to my parents. I was sitting in the kitchen with my mom, and I can't remember, like, what the conversation was, but she just flat out asked me, like, she was like, are you gay? And I told her yes. And she obviously had, like, a really, like, negative reaction because I grew up, like, in the church. Like, she was super Christian. Um, but I will say, like even though she didn't necessarily agree with it, like she never really like treated me any differently. Like I still know, I still knew that she loved me. Um, and of course I also went through the whole, um, like, what do you call it? Conversion therapy thing. And oh, you did? I did. And Wait, the whole conversion therapy yeah, thing. I love how you got to get into that a yeah. little bit. I love how um, we say that, you know, we're, we're cause you and I are both like, oh, I get it. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Other people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah like, what so the casual. fuck? So I yeah, was, we just went through that. I thought you know. it was a common thing. No, no, no. Especially no, in the South. No, it's, girl. Uh, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. So um, tell us about this conversion Yeah, therapy. how does this but, work? So it was mutually agreed upon because, like, you know, I grew up in the church. Like, I would, I consider myself to be christian and everything so i thought it was wrong as well so i was like yeah I'll, you know i'll try it out um and it was really interesting because it was over like a webcam and it was it <laughs> this was, is pre-covid yeah it was pre-covid <laughs> why is it on a webcam i was like 13 years old and it, it was like via webcam and oh, it, i just Skype. i remember <laughs> <laughs> okay sky <laughs> and i just remember like sitting there in front of the guy he was kind of creepy because like he was like really old and really bald and i was like this is not really, really, really old that's and why really he's bald. on the camera girl <laughs> they, they have probably i'm surprised right he wasn't up like oh my camera's not working i'm just and gonna like, this is so weird and I just felt so uncomfortable, and like we were doing a lot of like role playing. <laughs> oh, um, wait a minute, girl! I was like, you know, no. but I will say, I told what my kind mom, of role playing was this? I don't know. I honestly don't remember what we were talking about. I think maybe like <sighs> I honestly don't scary know. Scary old white man. Maybe like I, I, I don't know. Maybe I was talking to like my younger self. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> well, he was taking you through. Yeah, it, he was taking me through. Let it. me just let me just say this. So there are episodes that I that Dante can't make yeah. the recording, or I can't make the recording. And what I what I noticed is the ones that when when you are not a part of the cast and you start listening in. It, it you start coming you start thinking about another place mm -hmm. and what i've noticed and what be, not being here in this room to record a very disturbing pattern like very disturbing i listened to the mother's day one yeah and the pattern that i'm finding is like christianity is really like 
really oppressive to yeah. gays like even way more than i thought it was yeah, yeah i keep seeing that pattern in every single one of our almost every one of our episodes yeah it's it is not accepting of there's no place or home for the other yeah there isn't and it is very oppressive and that's why when you see people who figure out a way to put their faith and their reality of seeing seven percent mm -hmm. of us or whatever that like, are gay reconcile those. i feel like those people are truly wise because they basically we've done that with a lot of things you can justify racism mm -hmm. from the bible yeah right you can justify um sexism from the bible you can do Absolutely. a lot of things right. you can justify hating gays but those this are, just seems to be the next one it is right it is. and then trans is the next and one. it is yeah. and i think that those all they break something about the traditional family and we've got to we've got to control this society mm -hmm. that's the way the whole religion's built so that you can build good families to and work reproduce. the fields to get money to help support the, the direction community. that that yeah. government's going so you know what it is hard at least you thought through these things yeah and i mean as soon as i told her that i didn't like it like we, she just she was just like you don't have to go back and, oh that's you know, good oh that is really yeah that is really beautiful that really is. That's amazing. But, like, i was just i was still sort of trying to navigate my sexuality like i still had girlfriends in high school even after coming out to my parents like, oh you came out to your parents the rest of nobody else oh i didn't tell wait no you had girlfriends yeah i did like oh, and i liked them like, I I, it wasn't, are you are you a gold, a gold star <laughs> Wait, what? What is that? <laughs> I've noticed people don't know this oh, term. So the gold star. It's like, ne like never had the girlfriends and all that. Never had stuff. sex with a girl. Yeah. Platinum, platinum is you. You were a C-section, so you never even saw a pussy, even as like. Yeah, I'm. I'm like oh. platinum's platinum gets baby. I got the metal MX at this point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have either of those stars. What? Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. either, and I'm a proud carry member of none. Thank you. <laughs> she she has three children. <laughs> you noodled around with girls. Possibly. Noodled around. Noodled around. Noodled around. Okay, so you didn't use a turkey baster to Helmut. Is that what you're telling me? Oh. <laughs> God, no. No. Everything's operational. Thank you. <laughs> While he has like 50 uh, vitamin pills in front of himself. <laughs> you gotta keep keep it bright and beautiful, girl. All right. Girl's early in the morning. So back to it. So how did you come out to the rest of your people in your life? Um, I didn't. Oh, they I just never did like, ever. Officially, I never officially came out to the people that like it, like you know like from my high school like my even like my friends from high school. And did you like just that. like go over the top like act over the top gay? That's no, what I do. I really, I when did. I want people to know I'm yeah. gay, I'm just like, girl. No, I just like I moved to Atlanta um, like six years ago for school. Um, like I went to Georgia State. And I literally just like lived my life. Like I made new friends. Like I just forgot about that whole like aspect of my life. Okay, and, like, they, I know. I know they've like you know seen me on social media. Like so, so, so they like they have to know. But I feel like I don't really owe them an explanation. Right. It's like why do we have to come yeah, out as gay? Because there's actually a lot of like trauma like regarding that whole situation. Like in high school, like getting like bullied a lot. You know people because you know they would never say it to my face like they would always just like <laughs> i would always hear things through the grapevine like oh my god is tyler gay like da da da, da. Mm -hmm. i heard this i heard that so i actually like, love that yeah i love that you're actually bringing that up because yeah. that's a question that we ask pretty much everybody when they right. come on the podcast and just because your coming out story um we highlight it every single time it doesn't necessarily have to be some right. traumatic event or some i agree you know gender reveal right, you know right. it doesn't have to be a big party right you know, I just think it's anyone's business. Like, if you want to tell people and have, like, this whole reveal, then, like, go for it. But, like, also, like, you know, it's your life. Like, I've you never actually to... told a single human being that I'm gay. <laughs> never? Never? No. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I think I told one person when I was, like, 12. Everyone else is kind of like... You can, you can just we tell. Know, girl. You can the, tell the, the light shines... The rainbow shines bright with this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, then, every, then I got out to everybody, so it wasn't even a question. Anymore. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yes. Your coming out story is very they say, traumatic. As they say, what is it? As she opens her mouth, the purse falls out. Speaking of fashion... To switch it up. <laughs> old nasty little ricker ricker. Um, <laughs> so tell us how you developed this relationship with fashion, because ever since um, I have met you, bitch, you always just give it to us oh how it's gosh. supposed to be given. Um, 
Okay, so I think how it originated was actually when I was very young. Um, so when I was younger, I actually didn't really care about fashion. Like, I wanted to wear, like, light-up sneakers and, like, these ugly, uh, That like, was fashion. Graphic tees. Back then. Yeah, I mean, you can make that <laughs> argument. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It was. It was. But, Everybody um, wanted the light-up sneakers. But, like, my mom, like, she couldn't, like, stand it. Like, she let me wear those things sometimes, but she also put me, like, in polo. Like, she wanted me to wear, like, nice shoes mm. and stuff like that. But my parents got divorced when I was, like, 10 years old. And I think, like, we did a lot of shopping. Like, my mom, like, wanted to sort of, like... Supplement. Yes, supplement. Like, sort of, like, I don't know. Not, like, hide the fact, but, like, she wanted to make me feel good, like, during the process. So we were at the mall, like, every weekend just shopping. I remember, like, my my favorite part (laughs) of, like, going back to school was the shopping, the clothes part. Yeah, me too. Right? Because I was like, oh, my God, I got a budget. Like, let's go to the mall. Let's go to Marshalls. I was obsessive (laughs) about it. I would, like, start buying new clothes for the new school year in May. And and it was like, out of my room, I would just stack up every week. I, I know. shopping, and shopping. I was so and I would like, <laughs> and my my whole first week, I would like design the yeah. the like what the outfits I was right, gonna wear. Right. Anyway, right. sorry. Oh no. You're Back right. to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough about us. <laughs> Back to you, Tyler. <laughs> but um, I think that's kind of where it started. I just really enjoyed shopping, and then it just kind of developed into like. I don't know, my love for fashion. Yes, love for fashion. (laughs) You know, knowing Bennett, he also has a very interesting take when it comes to clothes. (laughs) What is your relationship with fashion, would you say? Um, I I actually, I appreciate fashion, um, but it's kind of a weird relationship because the things on the, um, like, at the fashion shows, on the catwalks, it's, like, extreme to me. And I'm like, nobody's going to wear that shit. It looks dumb. Yeah. Honestly, to me, not dummy as hell. Like it looks mm-hmm. weird. I just don't see anybody wearing that ever on the right. Uh, unless you're going to like an award ceremony, right? Right. Unless you're a celebrity mm-hmm. going to an award ceremony, yeah. And then there's also like, there's also me when it comes to like, when I was younger, I really yeah. did enjoy shopping for clothes. But then like the older I got, the more frugal I became. Right. So like I would rather invest in like land or like I'm I try to invest in homes and real estate right. where I'm not gonna buy a two three hundred dollar piece of mm-hmm. clothing. All right, that's extreme. You can follow me. Extremely... 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 <laughs> I think your view is. I mean, you're extremely practical. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that view about fashion. They just don't. They don't um, participate in it or yeah. prescribe. It's almost like a language they don't want to speak, and so they just don't. They choose how to speak. Now, you're going to still speak some because you're sending you something to. with that tank on. But, you know, <laughs> you're still sending them. We do. You are sending a message. Thanks. I work out a lot. Everything yeah. you put on sends a message, no, whether you like it or not. You're, like you're like, absolutely yeah. right. And so I, I try to balance that as much right. as possible um, because I also don't want to come across as, like, cheap. frumpy yeah. or cheap. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's a balance, but it's not something that I'm gonna go out of my way right. to aspire to become like this fashion star right. in the community. Right. Come on, fashion okay. star, and help Mr. Helmut. For me, but for me, but for me. So I gotta say a couple things. So I had the same thing. Like my mom and I, the malls were everything. Mm-hmm. My mom um, carries herself very Latina. That's just how she is. Yeah. Her, her and her sisters used to. Yeah. talk all over we'd be shopping and, and we'd be spending hours yeah. looking at ridiculous silly clothes because it was just something fun to do yeah. um, so I enjoyed that but I actually had I was the oldest child of a very practical family my father's German he used to always come home and be like so proud from the groceries he'd be like I spent $82 yeah. I feed the house for $82 I'm like alright dad uh-huh. um, i be hungry <laughs> but I don't know if you guys relate to this I went from a very poor area in El Paso Texas to Houston Texas which mm-hmm. was more affluent and I stuck out in school because my parents were so practical I was wearing Walmart clothes very very um you know, like just fa- fashion was not an emphasis. Girl, I had to us? I had to wear a Sears Husky catalog. There you go. <laughs> oh you know, when I was younger, my parents say, <laughs> no, for real. Laugh. That's the o- that's the only jean I would I would yeah. be able to fit. My uh, my parents saved money so we could go to Germany, shit yeah, like that, yeah. right? So I was the one that had to fight for fashion, right? Meaning, like literally, I'm like crying, crying as a sophomore, like I don't want to wear this. I look so stupid, yeah. you know. And she didn't yeah. get that there was this whole social 
thing about looking a certain way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned to do very quickly in fashion, because I was budget limited, was try to pick staple things. Mm -hmm. I needed something that I knew I could put together with other things so that I always had a kind of generally cute enough wardrobe. Um, but nothing that was too opinionated because that could go out of fashion. Right. And I was more concerned overall with, you know, not feeling comfortable in what I was wearing. So yeah. that's how like my fashion became very practical from that perspective. I still love me a great runway. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the value and cost of fashion. Yeah. But I think I was a practical person about it because of that upbringing. Gotcha. See, I have to sense. say the total opposite. I've never had a practical view of clothing me because either. I come from a household <laughs> where like my mom and dad both always yeah. had such a like heightened emphasis on like the way you look and the way you dress like this goes with that that goes with that and from a very very young age i was taught like this is how you match and this is how you should look yeah. so i've always loved clothes like when i was in like the first grade they were letting me pick out my outfits for the week can i ask you a question about that uh-huh um, yeah i, I want to delve a little uh, deeper I'm, I'm i'm curious so if it's wrong just tell me is it a black thing yes and yes my, i was gonna ask specifically and I was, was, yeah i my, have the same my question besties, my besties always on point mm -hmm. the uh, black leadership that worked with me at, at um, one of my previous roles the executives that were black always the shoes were on point the clothes were they just understood fashion mm -hmm. differently and i'm curious if that you feel like that is part of the culture that's part of us trying to fight into white culture like what is it i actually no, no can i, I can i yeah. add to that um i actually think it's a part of white privilege that we don't have to put so much emphasis and thought into the way we look. I agree. So right? Yeah, I feel like you know. I think that's more you know, of what black it people, is. But we kind of have to work a, a little bit yeah. harder to get the same thing. Because right. It's like we, it's like the conversation that yeah. that parents have to black parents have to have with their black kids about right. how they interact with cops. Right. Where right. it's like you have to present a, a, a more upstanding way. Exactly. So that yeah. you fit in, quote unquote. Right with our culture. It's exactly. nothing but tea girls. So when I got to like middle school, I'd say is when I like, I kind of understood that I was a little bit more feminine mm. in the way I wanted to present. So I really like started just having a blast. Like I started doing like colors. I would have like orange yeah. pants. <laughs> Hey, Bennett, I love that cute purple shirt you're wearing. It's royal blue. Yes, royal blue. And I love that Gaily Dose logo on it. Where'd you get it? At thegailydose.com. We now have merch. And we have all kinds of stuff. Hats, shirts. I even got a doggy bandana for Miss Stella. Oh, Miss Stella's so pretty. Love me some good merch. Yep, just go to thegailydose.com. So I have a question for you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, like... Whether you're not you're a huge brand fan or not, do you have right. favorite brands? Do you have any particular looks that you just love, love? Yes. So I have a lot of favorite brands. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is like I'll either buy like very like inexpensive clothing or like designer. Like I don't really like dabble like in the mid tier sort of like area. Um, but like two of define my... mid tier for the girls listening. Um, mid tier is like Calvin Klein, Theory. Um, I don't know. Vents, like you know what I mean, like kind of like Nordstrom. So All Saints is actually something I will buy. That's an exception, but like stuff that you see at Nordstrom, in my opinion, is more like the kind of like mid tier fashion. Mm -hmm. Like in Nordstrom. the store. that's the top of mine. Me I too. love Theory. Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite yeah. brands. Oh really? If I can afford Theory, yes. Nordstrom <laughs> is expensive. It, it is. Well, well, so like they sell. Don't ask the no, question. No, sorry. The sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, they, they sell luxury designers, but I'm talking about like when you go like in the store, like especially around here, like you don't you don't have all the luck. Like you don't have like Gucci and Bottega and all that other stuff. Like in Nordstrom, you just have like theory and mm -hmm. like it's very i don't know like vineyard vines like they have like very... oh no not vineyard <laughs> i mean it's, it's along have... the same price point though yeah and like what is it like robert graham like all of those like <gasps> don't you robert graham some, <laughs> of those, some of those tacky button downs are cute if you style it the right I... way I you mean, that's a right choice. Way. You have to style it um, right. <laughs> but yeah, so like two of my favorite um, brands right now, like All Saints actually is one of them. Um, like I'm, I have, I brought my All Saints like leather jacket with me. Um, they just have all the essentials. Another brand that I'm really into right now is called Weekday, and it's a UK-based brand, and they don't actually ship to the US, but I buy it like through ASOS. Um, oh, so tea. it's kind of like a like a top man. Um, I feel like ASOS does a pretty good job at like, yeah, like filtering what you should and should not wear. No, until everyone has the same shirt as you. That's true. Yeah, you have to know what to we look need for. to. We you need to get to... into that because yeah. I, 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 I feel like yeah. if fashion were curated better yeah. for me, yeah, then I would probably How like. Stylish. You really have to leverage the filters on ASOS because like ASOS just has 
way too much shit. Like it's just yeah. it's overwhelming. But yeah. it's the cute stuff everyone will have it. Like I remember one year Pride, yeah. I went all <laughs> nasty ASO shirt. I love it. I wore Thursday before the weekend really kicked off. Yeah. And everyone's gonna like, girls Friday. Everyone had to fuck it was like seven, eight people had that shirt on. And well then like, you were the trailblazer. It was and I was like, I can never wear this again. All the girls have it. I'm mean, actually <laughs> it was crazy. So Bennett, do you have any of your fashion brands that you like really love or I feel like the one that will, yeah, I feel like the one that will curate for me and also fit like the persona that I want to, that I want to put off is J crew because I do feel like they have like really solid t-shirts where you could use them in all these different ways. Um, they have layering, you could use it as layering shirts Mm -hmm. or you could use them as like button down shirts and then their jackets are great and then pants and all that. And I feel like, the problem with the, doing that, though, is if you only shop at one store, then people are like, girl. Yeah. Like, enough with like the J. Crew, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, mix it up. Yeah. Like, we know that you're trying to be a J. Crew model, yeah. but, like, come on. So, you know, that, that if, if I could afford, like, J. Crew all the time, I yeah. probably would just buy everything. So, like, okay, so here's my, here's my beef with companies like J. Crew and Gap and you not know Gap. Banana Republic. Oh, not not Navy. Gap. Like, Navy. Not old Navy. The, the mall brands. Like, I just I feel like they don't like differentiate enough. Like that's why I I enjoy buying like luxury fashion because like like although it comes with like a hefty price tag, typically like I feel like they give you a little more like I don't know like art and innovation and creativity. And I feel like you don't really get that with like those other it's very generic and boring it's very generic boring so you know i love gap i have been shopping at gap for forever not because i have a gap i just love the brands (laughs) i think 50 percent of my closet is from gap because Mm -hmm. i don't know they have a lot of great pieces that you can put together like fall into the gap like almost every single day i have at least one piece of clothing on from gap i just love the way they can sometimes diversify what they offer i literally do i didn't even realize people still shopped at gap so i'm kind of shook that you shopped there because you're so into fashion. Yeah, and I'm, and you saw how good I look in it. It's usually <laughs> serious. And I'm also, one thing I do, a lot of people feel like are scared of doing is I cross shop uh-huh. genders. So yeah. like, I'll wear women's clothing and people don't even realize, like, oh my God, that's so cute. But if you like, just go over to that side, they have some cute shirts, yeah. some cute, real, women's jackets are like, unbeatable i'm sorry like they really do the damn thing with their jackets like i am fully obsessed with that but like higher brands i'd say like the fashion brands um i really like what gucci has done over the past like six to seven years i'd have to disagree really so i actually am not into the whole logo mania trend i mean i know gucci has always done the interlocking g's or whatever but i feel like so many designers are doing that and it's just i don't like what burberry has done i cannot stand burberry right now (laughs) too much another one that i have beef with is balenciaga like i just can't i can't with the 1200 i feel like they're very popular right now oh they're very popular and i don't know why so i will say like they're run Runway, flawless. Like, I love their runway shows. But what trickles down, like, into, like, retail, I just can't. It's too much. And that's another thing that I don't understand about, like, runway versus retail. It's like, you can't even get those looks. Yeah. So I think runway is more, like, showcasing. Like, I I like runway because... It's like a peacock. Yeah, it's it's like a peacock. Like, it's it's like a culmination of, you know, all the ideas, all the work, all the effort that, you know, the fashion... Like an inspiration. Yeah. Like a mood board. It's a mood board. And then you will actually see some of those pieces... Be translated. Trickle down Yeah, if you go into the boutiques, they'll have... But they'll usually, like, tone it down a little. They'll tone it down a little bit. Like a big ass collar yeah. will turn into like Yeah, yeah. A, they'll make it wearable, you basically. Know. Yeah. Oh, so I think that that's part of the challenge of like high end fashion like that for me. Yeah. I'll just tell you my like the way my brain works. Yeah. I'm like either I think I could watch it kind of like watching the ice capades yeah, or watching yeah. like a performance. What? Yeah. You could watch some sort of cute like performance and be like, wow, that was gorgeous. And I think some runways are amazing. (laughs) He doesn't know what ice capades are. (laughs) That was like, when you used to live in a small town and like the ice show came in town. I haven't heard of ice show. Where they would um, would ice ice skate. Like Disney Disney on ice? Yes, Yes. but it wasn't all Disney at the time. Before Disney, it was ice capades. Or standing on ice in Texas. It was a 
essentially like it was like the Olympics. You're like where they get the ice from? No, it was like yeah, a, it was it was like an ice skating show where they just came into town. They I, mean, uh, I literally win. have not heard. Kind of like the the circus used to. I'm gonna put a question. Oh, he says ice skating. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I haven't heard that word in like 20 years. Yes, by the way. it's old. I'm old. Ice skating. Um, never heard of ice skating. Point of story. Point of story. I think you can go see a show, and I appreciate. Um, a, a runway walk where you're like, yes, fierce, or I love those colors. My challenge is yeah. I kind of feel like there's this participation thing. Yeah. Like if I participate in high, high end fashion, yeah. I'm going to participate at the maybe one or two item level, right? Okay. Like I'm just like, yeah. I, I want to, I want to spend my money elsewhere yeah. where I do feel like if I had the money, yeah. if you really had the money, this face you, were making you could girl. really get into it because you're wearing yeah. art. Yeah. You're fucking wearing art, exactly. right? Yeah. So I, I just don't yeah. participate at that level because I don't right. have those kind of funds. Yeah, I don't have yeah. $2,000 for everything I wear. And I think there's like a, an important distinction between like, it's like there were people who will, you know, buy up Gucci, Fendi, everything with the logo. And like, I feel like you're, you're kind of doing that to sort of, you know, show off, let people know you have money, mm -hmm. like whatever. If that's what you want to do, that, that's fine. But there's also another side of fashion where it's like, you know, some of us don't really care about the logo. We just like the item. Like, we're not trying to make, so we're trying to make a statement, but it's not about other people. Like, like when I get dressed in the morning, the only person I have in mind, like, is myself. Like, I want to wear what makes me feel good. You know what I mean? I don't. I do. I, I mean, I get that, but yeah. I don't. I don't know if you're. I don't know not if you're in the ma majority. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. No, yeah. No. I feel like the point of buying a two thousand dollar belt, two thousand dollar purse, so? I, is to impress. Well, if it like 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 I said, like you can buy. You can buy, like, okay, so there's this designer, um, Loewe. Like, they make it, this beautiful puzzle bag, and there's, like, a very mm -hmm. small logo. It's an anagram. Like, it's just a little symbol, and it's, like, $2,500. Like, I'm obsessed with that bag. I would wear that bag. If I had the money, I would buy that bag. And no one would know. Like, unless you know that brand. Particularly. You, exactly. So I don't feel like you're buying it to really show off because, like, it's not like this giant Gucci bag. Also, the quality on those items are a whole lot yeah. better than like, and you don't realize People that always you, say this yeah. shit, but, but I disagree. Guys, I, think, hold on, hold on. I think it all depends, honestly, it all depends on yeah. your socioeconomic value going into right. Right, but, right. but this whole you know, argument yeah, about like, it's so much that, better, but it goes out of style quickly. Not, not all, pretty so much all high-end hey, fashion again, is fast fashion. Again, though, again, though, it's all about how yeah. much money you have. If you can blow that on a regular basis and you're okay, it's a completely different experience. But see, I also think that... Right, but that, I'm coming from, like, a yeah, middle but class. I, that's true. And I, I think it's unfortunate because I think that sort of ideal of, like, you know, things go out of style is very, very superficial. Like, it's very, like, I don't know, like, Beverly Hills, like, uppity. It's, like, for, for people who don't really care about, like, the superficial the aspect trends. of it. Yeah, the trends. It's like, I will wear a piece from five years ago. Like, I feel like there's, there's, there's history behind it. It's like, when you look at it, it's like, okay, I remember this vividly. Like when I bought this, I remember like what was going on. Like I remember the runway show. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, I appreciate. Yeah, I, yeah, I you're definitely you're, giving me a different perspective. Yeah, about, like, for think, me, when I say people, if you think of something as going out of style, it's because yeah. you bought it because you wanted someone to think it was in style. You should be buying clothes based off what you think is cute without looking atrocious. Yes, yeah. I still that you think is cute for you. And I think that yeah. that's sorry. I was going to say I think that uh -huh. that is something something I appreciate more about youth. Yeah, um, is that I feel like your generation tends to have more of a I'm going to use fashion to express myself. Right. And that is really, it's really cool because mm -hmm. on one level you're like, oh, like you were this way five years ago, right? Yeah. And so five years later, when you're able to pick that up and be like, this is still part of who I am. Yeah. And I really want to kind of pick up this vibe and push it out there in the world again. Right. It's cool. Right. Like you, you're kind right. of documenting your own self development in mm -hmm. clothing. Right. If that makes sense. Um, I was going to say, just so you know, I am absolutely, I used to be like Banana Republic, yeah. H&M, yeah. like Staples. Yeah. I just need yeah. a pair of, you know, khaki shorts yeah. kind of guy. Um, I, I will say this, <laughs> yeah. my shorts. favorite experience uh -huh. in, in fashion was I was a member of Trunk Club. Oh, oh you did the Trunk Club? Yes, I did, trunk. but hold on. I was at Extra Special. <laughs> trunk Club headquarters in Chicago. Uh -huh. And I know they got, I think they got bought, bought by Nordstrom's, I think. Yeah, yeah they, I think Nordstrom so, right? them, yeah. But they, um, before they were bought, they would have this, they had this place downtown Chicago. And so I would drive, I would fly in for work. And I would go and I'd meet my girl. Mm -hmm. And she would have picked out clothes for me. And I would have, like, I'd go in and have, this is so extra. I had bubbles. And we would sit and chat. Yeah. Bubbles. And they'd bring out the clothes. And I'd put them all on. And it, I felt so 
so sexy. Love whole personal shop. It was. <laughs> it was so extra. And I did it at yeah. the time. It was too expensive. The clothes were too expensive. But I was like, Helmut, you will have this memory, this set of memories. Right? Mm-hmm. I went like two, two times, three times. And it was just so extra to be like, helped and I thought maybe this is how it was in a certain time yeah, in see, life when I, you had people that dressed you and yeah. shit. I you know? feel like there's a very big industry out there for personal shoppers. Oh, yeah. well, I, I, did, I did the uh, mail the mail in, I don't know if it was Trunk Club, it was one of those yeah, like yeah. mail catalog things and I felt like that was just very generic. Like yeah. everybody thinks that you, it, they say, "Oh, it's so personalized to your body type, to mm-hmm. your style." And I feel like it was. Oh, very... well, I, Drug Club was awesome because I started before I went to the live. I did it first remote, if that makes sense, for a couple times. Mm-hmm. Remote by mail, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it did. They learned your body. Yeah. Like they did learn my body, and they the styles that came in and the way they looked were. They were great. Yeah. I trust you pretty well, Bennett, when you I did. had your nasty personal shopping <laughs> I know. You need, I feel like you need to come over and tell me like what I need to throw away. Mm-hmm. And then if you style like five outfits, I could try to fi- f- like find the pattern. I've if done you know that I'm... before for people. I'll do it for you yeah. too. No, just like four or five outfits. I'm At least sure. I'll be like, all right, yeah. this is what I can do. Because I do feel like I have a lot of cute stuff, but you like do. I just yeah. don't know how to put it together. Put it together you just yeah. get dressed. Um, I just like throw it on. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Did everyone say their favorite? Fashion. No, you did it. No, I favorite didn't. One. No, no, I, my favorite's Hugo Boss, though. If I could do anything, yeah. but I think it's because that Germanic thing. I don't know. I like. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it reminds me of like European yeah. German man fashion. Hugo Boss is very European. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah. one of the brands yeah. I collaborated with when I was a fashion. Oh. Brand, very much. I like well, their clothes. I, I want. I want to collaborate with them anytime. <laughs> that's one thing I will spend like for like yeah. a brand is I'll. Yeah. I'll pay for their cloth. I feel like yeah. it's worth it. Oh yeah, cologne. Yeah, their absolutely. bottle box infinite is amazing. Right, you should go check it out at your local perfume retailer. Yep, like I have Gucci <laughs> yeah. cologne. We don't have yeah. a commercial I have all for kinds that. Of yeah. So let's talk a little bit about being fashionable and the gay world. Like, okay. how do those coexist? Why do they? What What is the relationship between the two? Um. So going back to what I said earlier, I really feel like. You know, like going back to that distinction, I feel like just from my experience, a lot of gays will um, buy things and just so they could, you know, show it off. Like there's there's a lot of pieces that I see that are kind of like standard within the gay community. It's like the Gucci sneakers, you know what I mean? The Balenciaga. Ones, yeah, the Balenciaga, socks. the sock uh, sneakers. They, the ones sneakers. that get so dirty. Yeah, yeah. So nasty. You know, you can actually put those probably because they're they're so cheaply made from China. You can put them in the washing machine and then like it, it's like that's, super that's clean. That's weird to me. Which you can't really do that with a lot of designer sneakers. So the fact that you can do it with those, it's kind of... And it's still charging you eight, yeah. nine, you know? Oh, yeah, which is ridiculous. Um, God, a I... A piece of fabric. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that you guys notice yeah. these things. I literally feel like I don't notice yeah, yeah. Like, at all. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, like, I, you guys are naming these shoes, and, the, and I'm like, really? Yeah, you're like, what? Really? I feel like, be- like... I feel like belts are very big in the South. Belts are cheap. Yeah. Belts are cheap. Like, yeah. the, 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 are... the Gs the, and the, the H. You go to yeah. Hermes. Okay, I love a good Hermes belt. I'm not going to lie. Me too, but that's... I don't know what it is about it. I just... That's how people get into the brands. You're in your early 20s. You're late teens. That's how you buy into the brand this way you get like that person yeah. you go into the boutique you like they will give you the yeah. time of day because they're also trying to make a sale yeah so then you get a little bit more money you get that first raise at your job and you're like i really like that tote i saw the yeah. last time was you go back of course the tote's not there yeah. anymore but there's another one you like then you get a little bit more money you so start why, you develop a relationship with these companies why right? do we do that it's because it's something that makes you feel like it's your own token of appreciation. It's why Mercedes mm-hmm. makes cheaper, lower-end cars now, like an A-class and a C-class, so that as you grow as an individual, you're mm-hmm. buying back into that brand yeah. because you fell in love but with why? it. They want to build loyalty early. Yes, yes. But, you know, so, but I'm saying yeah. is, why does this exist in male culture, gay culture? Like it's a very specific. I'm, I, I remember I had a um, I, I had a Boston boyfriend who was very it. young. Yeah. Okay, and he was uh, he was a really sweet guy, um, and he had this like I want. He bought into this, and yeah. he wanted to buy into this, and it was extremely important to him as a young gay man yeah. to be fashionable. And I've seen that in several young gay men where yeah. it's like a. Is it some sort of way of climbing a ladder of their actually, own? I don't know. I think know. it's a feminine characteristic because really? women women are kind of like that too. And if you find women who are more like less feminine, they tend to not care about fashion as much. And you notice there's a trend within the gay That's community true. for people to be yeah. more feminine. And Bennett being someone who is more masculine is someone who doesn't care as much. Right. And you're someone who bounces between both because you are someone I know, speaking of Hamut, by the way, who has like some really cute fashionable pieces, but then there's times where you just don't care and it's just like, yes. oh, I have my hat on. So dad mode, dad mode. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think there's a relationship between that. Yeah. And like, I don't think brands are as specific to the gay community as we may think. I think we keep ourselves in a bubble. Because like these yeah. women and even like younger male yeah. adults, they shop at like Ferragamo and they yeah. spend a cute coin on it. They're just yeah. not flashy about it. But it's because yeah. when they were little kids, their parents bought that stuff yeah. 20, 30 years ago. And they remember going into the boutique and sitting there and watching their yeah. parents like be taken into some private room mm -hmm. where they have their champagne. And it's like, I want to one day have a relationship with this salesperson at the boutique. So yeah. when I walk in, yeah. I'm in that yeah. private room drinking some bubbles with it. I think I told this story um, maybe in the Mask Femme um, episode, but I talked about how because I f grew up in the South with mm -hmm. two brothers with in a very Christian family, mm -hmm. I do feel like I have to project a certain way. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that means masculine yeah. with dressing a certain way and so when I went to a, um, a LGBT yeah. in the workplace conference in Seattle with all my coworkers from San Francisco everybody was like what's up with this like what's going on with this because like I can project either way when I want to or when I get drunk or when I when Especially I when, when, you're drunk, when, when I feel when I feel like I'm around yeah. when I feel like I'm around like people that I trust right yeah and so um, they were like, what's going on with this? And I was like, I had to do some self-reflection and say, like, maybe that is part of my oppression. Maybe that's something that I need to get over. And I will say during that trip, I, you know, I started taking more risks and it was, it was, it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like freeing, yeah. you know, like it was, it was kind of, it felt liberating. So yeah. it was, it was kind of cool to that. like delve a little bit deeper into like, who you are as a person 360 degrees not yeah. just like i always want to think of myself as like a picture like come on picture you know what i mean like yeah. very, very <laughs> sometimes very 2d yeah and so it's like i can be feminine i can be masculine yeah. it doesn't have to be one or the other yeah what, what i i was I, gonna say sorry i was gonna say this so i don't know about you guys one uh -huh. of my favorite parts i'm just gonna get a little about gay fashion okay for a minute <laughs> swimsuits <laughs> Like I'm obsessed oh, with yeah. how as a gay culture, if you think about the bikini for women, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And how they're all trying to look, yeah. our variation in yeah. what we wear in swimwear, whether it's this little weird sock thing Yes, gorgeous Parker Rowan. Those are my favorite. This yeah. weird oh sock my God. I will say that that has like skyrocketed like the, the swimwear sort of thing, like for gay men. So another curiosity I have is the judgment that might be associated with fashion. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like there are some queens that really do value it in this. Yeah. And I, I would say this probably general of the public and at large. Yeah. Almost like if you don't have it, you're somehow not speaking a certain language. Okay. It's almost a way also that the classes can kind of identify who they are. Yeah. Um, and I think... You know, either you go on a date. I, I've just never thought of it. I'm so practical. I'm like, oh, I feel cute, you know, and I move on. I've often yeah. wondered if people are looking to be like, what shoes are those? Is that, you know, like, are these signs? Are these something that people actually worry about? I do. You do? When I'm dating especially, yeah. I like size you up. I need to know, like, what's um, the tea? I need to know how to dress. It's, it's interesting, though. Like, <laughs> for me, like, I do the same thing, but it's not, like, how you would think. So, like, if I'm, like dating a guy and I actually see that he's very fashion forward and he's like designer head to toe that kind of like it actually turns me off saying it doesn't have to be designer head to toe no because, because like I feel like at that point we're, we're actually going to be way too similar like we're both oh. going to be type A we're both going to be sort of you know a little materialistic like I don't want my significant other to be just like me so if I see like someone who is not in all designer clothing, like that kind of is just like okay, I kind of like that. Like get it, <laughs> get it, get it, Bennett. Get over there. You get your Tyler That's James. Tight. But it, That's it's tight. unfortunate because when people see me, I think you know maybe they think that like I'm expecting you know them to be like a certain way, and like that's no, just like totally not the case. Yeah, I yeah. do. I, I, I mean, you gotta know how to dress. Yeah. I'm not trying to look crazy with you in public. I, I don't want to have to guide you through how to dress with yeah. your dating. Put your put your freaking clothes on. And look cute, See, I will tell you later in life that one's that one's coachable. You can easily yeah. dress the man differently. Redo yeah, his absolutely. hair. Yeah, There's yeah. some other fundamental flaws I'm that you do not want to have. You can fix things. That's a grown ass man. Very bad. It's a grown ass man. I'm not trying to coach. Like if you don't know how to, if you at your big age don't know how to put on clothes and coordinate an outfit, then it's a problem. Okay, so so on a scale of one to 10 with my fashion that how would you only with fashion would you date me i wouldn't date you for your clothes <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that would be an issue you give me like a good solid 5.75 out of 10 oh that's not bad it's that's she's failing. being nice that's failing <laughs> that's failing <laughs> that's the f um 
No, that's a really important to me. I really think about this because, like, what if one day yeah. we have kids? I don't want like us to be arguing over the way like my daughter looks because you're not about to have my daughter <laughs> anything. See, I feel like that would be a roles thing. Basically, mm -hmm. if you decided one of you is better at cooking, they cook. One of you is better at fashion, they fashion. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay God. with that. This remind this reminds me um, when we did the game night at Helmut's house like a couple years ago. Um, there were there's a couple that came, and one was very fashion forward. Like he's very professional. I think he was a doctor. Yeah. And, and the other one was like he's just very like tatted up mask and I don't even know what he does for as his profession but, tatted up in fashion but, he, but there was a read so there, somebody around the somebody around the group was like it's fine if you just want to you know if you just want to wear your and one you know shorts or whatever Not and one. <laughs> I was like that is okay. a total read no, <laughs> alright oh. if you have and one shorts on I might actually have to draw the life With I agree yeah. life sentence and one. The, the line has been drawn. I know that. I know that, that that couple's gonna totally call me out. And call yes. out of I know who they are. <laughs> who are they? I we can cut the name out of the no, report. We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I have just experienced some of that um, fashion sort of looking down the nose or brow. I don't mind the brands looking down the nose, but I'm definitely if you can at least and put I, together the outfit. And I feel like you I'm, can make Walmart look I'm so much more. Give me a. You, this is. This is a one layer of the packaging, yeah. right? Your car is the packaging. They yep. wear sets yeah. of packaging. That's true. Give me a good package. Yeah. They edit, ooh, ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but give, me, give me a great person, yeah. and I can deal with fixing up I some agree. of the trimmings. I you agree. Know? And, and I don't think it's it's not so much the clothes, really. It's really like how you present. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's um, I agree with I you. I think it's like 80% presentation, 20% mm -hmm. clothes. Because someone who doesn't yeah. have a lot that gets uh, goes out of their way to clean up their shoes, yeah, look like, nice thoughtfully put themselves together yeah. what they can't it still comes across in their confidence oh, in exactly. their self-expression I, yeah. I feel like dirty shoes are very in right now they are right no, they, I are. Think you just they make they really they are. make them pre-dirty now like yeah. you go, like Saint Laurent are you white, hitting like me? white shoes yeah well I like I like the pre-dirty look style me too. but like I'm not a fan of Golden Goose, but like Saint Laurent does it, um, Gucci does it. Like Gucci's, I think it's, I'll pause. I Gucci's think it's cool. The few they, have, they look a little too dirty. Like, yeah. like you oh yeah, a mud run. Yeah, they're like <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I was looking online at one of them. And I was like, yeah. this shoe is this. This shoe is actually dirty. Like y'all went and wore this. This is yeah. a turn. There, there was that was one. Yeah. Balenciaga had a uh -huh. shoe uh -huh. that it literally. Yeah. I was. I cannot. I yeah, literally, I literally couldn't. Like, do you see my face? I just cannot. It was just like tatted, like tattered up, uh -huh. dirty, and it looked like there was. I'm not even kidding. Oh I sent this to yeah. my mom because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It looked like somebody had hot glued part of it, <gasps> like legit. Oh my god! I can send you the picture. I've seen, I've seen one like that. I think like um. Like it was like not like even Mason like. Mason Margiela has one like that, and it looks like Margiela like, does like, too much. I was like, <laughs> I'm like y'all barely. It's like put a, these it's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it yeah. was it's two thousand dollars. Not a cheap shoe. Margiela does a really <laughs> terrible job at trying to like present hat tattered clothes. They do a lot of tatters. It bothers me. Yeah. Like their whole thing lately has been like, like, let's find a way to make everything look so deconstructed. I'm like y'all yeah. are charging higher prices for less fabric and yeah, less. Yeah, they will charge higher prices for the deconstructed, dirty look. And so it looks so effortless. Like I'm like, who does this. I don't think this was sketched out. I think I'm just like pinning something on a mannequin. Oh, it's so awesome! In the tail on the on the mannequin. Very it's crazy because it's so much. It's so, there's so much self-expression. There's yeah. so much art in it. It yeah. is. Um, it's a fascinating industry. Yes, yeah. it is. So, Tyler, tell us what would you like to see for the future of fashion in the world? Um, less that's hot a good glue. Question. <laughs> yeah, probably we can hold back on the hot glue. I think. I don't know, I think this sort of pertains to like the participants in fashion, which is everyone actually. I think that when someone wears clothing, whether it be, you know, logos all over the place or whether it just be a really nice look, like try not to like take that personal, like don't make it about you. Cause I feel like a lot of people make it about them. Like if someone were to walk in, you know, Gucci tracksuit, you know, head to toe, they're like, oh my God, this person's so bougie. They're so uppity. But it's like, you don't know that's what if that's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like just appreciate their personal style and like keep it moving. Like I think that's a very important distinction. That's so profound. You know what I mean? Like 
I just think we take things too personal when it pertains to fashion. Yeah, I think I, I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. And I'll, I'll say I feel like I yeah. prejudge people because I feel like yeah. sometimes I, I feel like their priorities are wrong. Yeah. I assume that they're probably because you're right. spending too much on fashion. I see. Yeah. Where's your house? Where's your car? I mean, where's that's your, a, a lot of times I mean? that is the case. Like, but they may have, they may have, but they may have all those things. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they just, they, they just have extra money to spend. Right, right. For me, it's just like, that's what I need to that's prioritize. Larger, that's a larger conversation I like to talk about when I tell people you should not project priorities. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. People I, project priorities too often. They, you build other people up to your own expectations and then you end up being let down or end up judging them because they don't live their life the same way that you do. Or a dose of priorities might be No, it's, it's true though. You do, we, we project our values onto mm -hmm. other people without an appreciation for their own walks and what they've developed is their own values. That's you're, how Christianity right. has become toxic. Thank you. Um, okay, girl. I, <laughs> it's true. I think it's really hard to do what you actually put out there though. Yeah. Um, Tyler, because I think looking at someone mm -hmm. and then just appreciating hey that's a, a cute look yeah or mm -hmm. and, and even if it isn't what you think is cute at first for yeah. them it might be a cute look right of course yeah right. you're like it's a choice it's it a is choice. yeah <laughs> it's interesting yeah. you kind of gotta like let that go a little yeah. bit all right so for the for a more specific general question yeah kind of tying to that one yeah what do you wish for the gay community in general not just with fashion um that's a really good question. I know it's it's very profound. Yeah, it's very profound. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's very um, beautiful. I don't know. I feel like this topic has definitely been beat to death, but it's still very relevant. And that is, you know, the vast amount of like racism, like in the gay community yeah. that we experience. Um, I don't know. Pretty much every day. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but you know, the, the BLM movement kicked up this past summer. We did all of that, but like, you know, as it's done, like historically, like it just kind of dies down and then everyone just kind of forgets about it. Like, you know, we've been trying to push like more black designers. We've been trying to push, you know, supporting small black businesses, but I don't mm -hmm. really see a lot of that. The, um, the sustaining of that energy. Exactly. And I just, I'm going to be honest. I don't, quite see a light at the end of this tunnel yet because I don't see a lot of effort being put in from, you know, members of the gay community, non-black mm -hmm. members of the gay community. That is very true. I often feel very unsupported. I just don't feel it. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. I don't always feel 100% supported. I don't see my peers, you know, my black peers, um, you know, being supported as they should be. Well, maybe we yeah. should ask that question. Yeah. What is a, you know, I, I know we're kind of putting you on the spot, yeah. but what are ways that non-black members of the LGBT community could support the black members? I just, you know, I think it's, it's constantly, you know, putting yourself in check, like making sure that you're not, you know, um, I don't know, seeing, you know, seeing black people through this, this lens that you kind of grew up, you know, looking at them through. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think that we should continue to, you know, support, you know, small black businesses. There are lots of great, um, influencers and like even people I see on Instagram, really amazing, like people who are like fashionable, people who are funny and they have like 10,000 followers, but you know, the, the non-black person on Instagram who posts shirtless mirror selfies all day has a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like that where I'm just like, we need to give a little more support. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna suggest I think that our our bias issues towards race yeah. in the gay culture yeah. is appalling mm -hmm. and it's not just for brown black people. Asian people mm -hmm. will tell you the exact same thing. They feel like they are um fetishized. Yeah. Um, the same thing for Hispanics, you know, I think that different is very hard for us in the gay community yeah. to get through. And I don't know, you know, we had the, the episode on motivation where we talked a little bit about of all things, it was masturbation habits, just yeah. that we've sexualized very specific things. We might sexualize white men yeah. because that's like, you know, a bias that we have right. um, in our culture. And so then you have blacks, Hispanics, like yeah. name all the different colors and whites. Mm -hmm fantasizing whites mm -hmm. so you have sort of this preference mm -hmm. that you're allowing to develop in your head right um and then i think it's also hard for us to actually fucking stop talking to just your friends yeah break across a bar scene yeah or an app scene in which you're looking for friends right 
and then like actually meet someone who's different than you. Exactly. Like, I agree. We don't, that's like a, such a yeah. practical thing any one of us can do and people don't do it. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just think that the effort isn't quite there because I, I really do feel like you can unlearn certain behaviors. It just takes time and effort. All bad habits yeah. can be broken. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge topic, by the way. I think we'll eventually keep talking about it. I feel very strongly that we have a responsibility in our gay community. Mm -hmm. It's so small. And we've talked about all this trauma that we've experienced. And we could take a leadership role here. But it's got it's going to take a lot for our culture to do it. Because yeah. people are going to really have to look at themselves and rethink mm -hmm. their bias positions. Yeah, I'm constantly doing it. Good. I find I'm myself, I find myself yeah. pushing myself every day because I did grow up in a very um, Christian home. I did grow up in a home that um, that uh, where black people were the other yeah. and um, and maybe not put in a great light. Right. Um, and that's just what I grew up with. And so constantly every single day, I'm like, where, is that a bias? Is yeah. that, you know, put yourself in check, put yourself in their shoes, you yeah. know, um, go out of your way to make friends and go out of your way to build more empathy. And it's on both sides. That's the other thing too. I think for, I've met, you know, an Asian queen before who had so much bias against white men where I was also like, okay, like you do understand now you've, you've made, like, there's some bias you have too. Yeah. So I, it's, it's a hard bias, one. I think it's where the bias is rooted in though. If you have bias rooted in trauma from feeling outstepped by the group of people, I think you don't have the responsibility to unbreak that bias if that group of people still continues to act in an oppressive way. Yeah. We have to be able to be careful because I think that that is experienced through many people, regardless of race, you can feel some level of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that centuries of it for um, people of color is very different than what's currently starting to develop for white people. I think that some white people are feeling this like anti, what is it called? Like uh, they're finally feeling some of what they have uh, perpetrated know. forever. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know even if they're feeling what they think they're feeling. I think they're finally, people are asking for accountability and mm -hmm. instead of, accepting mm -hmm. the fact that they need to be more accountable in their actions. Yeah. They're taking it personally as an attack and are trying to defend yeah. hundreds of years of oppression and trying to find a way yeah. to make certain parts of it reconcilable for themselves and then I also, instead of just actively working to make the world a better place in the present. Yeah, I also think that equality to white people looks like oppression. Yeah, yes, because, it does. Because yeah. you're just leveling the playing field. Yeah. And so it's like people are fighting back against right. the oppression. But it's really just, we're just fighting for equality. Yeah, Definitely that's what it is. Yep. It's almost like how straight people can feel like sometimes they're like, don't be putting that for lack of better words, gay shit on my face. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, but like, you don't, I don't remember anyone complaining about any princess yeah, right. movie with like the hundreds that are out there of yeah. like a man and woman That's kissing. How, yeah. And I'm three years old. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. Like two men kissing a two year old sees that God forbid you are trying to force my child right. to believe homosexuality is the yeah. only way to be. Right. It's ridiculous. And that's how straight pride was born. <laughs> any, any other thoughts on, um, gay racism as we wrap up? Um, no, I think, I mean, I think we did a really good job. Like, um, like I said, I feel like it, it's more of like an effort thing. Um, not so much like, you know, if, if, you know, racism comes up as an issue, like non-black people shouldn't just take it as an attack, like sort of like making themselves a victim and yeah. more just, you know, just be more accountable. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Thank you so much. You. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yes. I feel I, like I like changed my perspective on fashion. One of my favorite guests yeah. we've had. Yes. <laughs> okay, niece. <laughs> I gotta bring a niece. Okay, okay, niece. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the favorite niece. Yeah. 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 He's one of the favorite nieces. He's the only niece of color. <laughs> well, should we do a call to Kiki? Of Dante? course. We're gonna do a nasty piece of call to Kiki. <laughs> so this week, while yes, we did dabble in gay racism, I don't want to tackle something too hard for some of the dolls. So let's go back to fashion. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so this week, I want to challenge everyone to look into the closet that they have and try to reorganize it and make sense of what you have so that you can look, I don't want to say presentable, that's rude, <laughs> presentable nonetheless. Um, you can work with what you have to make your outfits look great. You don't necessarily need to go spend $100, $200, $300 at a store to look good. And bring your fashionable friends in the closet with you. Yes, take them. If you have someone who knows how to dress, bitch, call them up. Hello. It is me. It's and my it's call to Kiki. Very bad. I was told to call you, girl. I'm working on my call to Kiki with the Gaily right. Toes. Can you come over and help me right and, now? And go, back, and go back in the closet. And thing. you can DM me on Instagram if you have any questions about clothes. 
child. Go send me on nasty DM Dante Rogue. Yeah. I will help you out. And Gailey Bennett. Don't don't ask Bennett for clothing advice, child. I would concur on that. Let's um, not DM. Do not DM Gailey Bennett. <laughs> Block the account if you need fashion. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much again, Tyler. Thank and you. Um, thank you, dolls, for listening in. It has been a wonderful time. We look forward to next week. And remember, um, once you've learned to love yourself, we need you to learn to love everyone else. Thank you, doll. Period. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.